Welcome to Fresh Takes on the Future of Work. We're focused on fresh perspectives from business and HR leaders about the future of work. Fresh is an acronym for freedom, resourcefulness, empathy, simplicity, and happiness. Values core to operating in the future of work. We'll tie back to these while exploring interesting stories and actionable ideas. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jess Pagoni, co-founder and CEO of Luna. We are a technology platform that helps leaders attract and retain top talent by offering scalable flexibility and choice to employees. Our guest today is Steve Gilman. Steve is the founder and CEO of Range, professional development for the modern workforce. From engineering to professional baseball to intelligence officer and two-time startup founder, Steve applies his past learnings about a growth culture to range. He's also a guest lecturer at Columbia and a naval officer in the reserves. Steve, thank you so much for being here today. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the warm welcome. It's always a pleasure chatting. Yes, of course. So before we dive into our uh, our questions for this podcast, I do want to hear a little bit more about Range. Can you tell us what you are doing and, and how you are offering professional development for the modern workforce? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks. Range is based out of New York City. We're a team that helps companies with their employees' professional development. We fundamentally believe that learning and development throughout careers should be employee-driven. And what that means to us is an implementation of technology and people best practices to make sure that we install with companies that understand that growth culture. Essentially, what we do is we help people leaders enable their managers and employees to get the best resources for the next stages in their career. It helps with engagement. It helps with retaining and growing. For a lot of our customers, it helps with attracting employees. So fundamentally, we're helping with the technology and installing programs for companies that already have a growth mentality and just need a little help tracking, managing it, and getting pushed into the future of work. Awesome. So is Range a like a technology platform or portal that people log into to access this content? It is. Yeah. So everybody at the companies we serve has access to... Uh, our portal. We provide a structured program and codify a policy under professional development for the company. That could be simple as an annual stipend where employees have to get manager approval to access resources, books, podcasts, everything else. We have a dynamic learning marketplace, so we're never one size fits all. That means it's not just online courses, but we provide access to conferences, coaching, mentoring sessions, cohort-based training. We have some awesome providers. And then we help centralize and streamline all of that. So if your company does ad hoc educational reimbursements for certificate courses, or a manager just wants to send someone a book when they onboard, we help centralize all the spend as well as activity. So employees get credit for what they're achieving. I know that we align on this idea of personalization and that things can't be one size fits all. Everybody has some some unique need. And uh, so we have a, a shared affinity for trying to get to that that personal level. And, and I love what you're doing with range. Thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. 
So let's jump into our questions for today. And and Steve, we ask the same five questions on every podcast. And, and it's wonderful because everyone has different and really insightful answers. So I'm very, very much looking forward to yours today. And the first question is, how do you define the future of work? Um, it's an excellent question. And I've noticed throughout the podcast that not one answer has been completely the same. In fact, I think when the future of work is discussed, it's a lot of thinking about what it could be. I'll just start with the basics. I, I believe it's a combination of technology and social shifts. Um, it affects every type of worker in the economy, the ability to do things faster, easier at different levels, along with social, cultural shifts um, that lends itself to uh, how work is being done. At the end of the day, it's who's doing the work, when's the work happening, how is it being done? And since two years ago in the pandemic, uh, a lot of the conversation has been about where. I don't hope to predict the future of work. I do believe it will be employee driven. I believe it'll be shifts across the board that um, we hope to just be a small part of, uh, but it's fun to watch. And I think the every three months, every in and out of different issues with COVID happening right now is pushing us to a new level and we're helping to reimagine what's actually going on. So it's just, it's great to see it coming to light because it's most of what we do during the week as working professionals. That word reimagine really resonates because that, that, that seemingly has been a big part of the last couple of years. And, and my hope is that it does persist. It's something that continues that we're, we're always pushing the, the limits. So, so if I present you with a magic wand and say you have you you personally can change one thing about work life right now, what would you change? I think the thing that's been on the top of my mind at all times is, and it's not just being remote or in office, but the the connection with technology we have, where we're not able to completely get away or allow others to get away from our daily work routines. What I'd love to see, snap of the fingers, is just more broadly day off holidays. Um, and I thought about all the different vacation policies that companies have and what I admire out there. Unlimited policies, unlimited policies with a minimum. I've seen thank you Fridays where whole companies have to take off so that the engineering teams and sales teams have no one to talk to, so they're forced to take off. I think it would just be great, maybe nationwide, to have a few more holidays built in, maybe before and after the new year, a few days in the summer. And I, Liza, hopefully this question, I don't get the consequences because you never know what happens with it, but it'd be great that there's just a common shared mindset that everybody gets out of their work routine for a certain period of time. And I think it's, it's helpful for re-stimulating what people do the rest of the time. Wow, right now I'm I'm envisioning digital detox holidays. Everyone <laughs> has to turn off their technology, turn off their phones and just live in the world for one whole day. Like could we do it? I don't know if people could actually detox for that long, right. but how incredible to think about that. Yeah, there's that, you know, just coming back after the new year, you hear lots of stories whether they're entrepreneurs or they've been um, working different jobs throughout their, their life, people over the holidays are not sure whether they should work or not, right? You have a lot of people trying to get ahead. 
you have a lot of sales folks trying to reach out and not reaching customers. You have a lot of people on the other end trying to put, put work forward. And so the all in all out mentality is it's just not the most productive use of time. So, Hey, it'd be great to just, just have a common bond where we all took some more days off of and personally, and, and for those around me, I think it takes more than one or two days to completely disconnect anyway, even getting out of where you currently are and getting into a new space. I'd just like to see a gathering of one or two weeks off for the entire country parsed out kind of that common mentality. And I think that would help. I think you're right. And maybe we need to start some type of movement around this, Steve. We'll have to, <laughs> we'll have to see where we can take it. Uh, so as far as fresh takes go, so fresh being freedom, resourcefulness, empathy, simplicity, and happiness, which area do you see as the most pressing right now? as we think about the future of work, the evolving employer-employee dynamic, and and just the world that we live in. Yeah. And I, so I love this acronym. I just, I absolutely love it because any of the thoughts that have come to mind group under at least one of these, at least one of these, right? So maybe the next time we talk, my definition of future of work is a combination of what happens under the fresh mentality. Right. Um, I do think it's that good. So I think the thing that has been top of mind is freedom. I think there's a long way to go with employers and employees understanding what freedom is as we're kind of building the definition. I think maybe the natural connotation is to allow people to do what they want, right? Freedom in your recreational life, freedom in your family life, all of those things. But when you're focused on a career, I think it doesn't mean necessarily a hands-off approach. It does mean flexibility though. And so when it comes to the future of work, I believe freedom's the ability to perform, to be productive, to advance one's career while finding satisfaction in what they do. The truth is, is that for high performers in any stage of their career, usually aren't just taking a job just to earn or just to learn. It's usually a combination of both, but they take that job to somehow advance their career. And so freedom for me is basically allowing best performers the freedom to get ahead. When we apply technology and skills that we have, it'd be great to imagine a world where there's no barriers to excelling based on seniority or time in role, right? Freedom to become whatever you want without normal bureaucratic restrictions. And I think that's the way that we'll start evolving. It doesn't mean managers get less involved. It doesn't mean corporations do less for their people and hope that people shape everything out there. I think freedom just means, hey, for those who want to get ahead for those who need a little bit more flexibility, that's what they get. And so I'm excited to see because I, I believe in every employee. And I think when employees have freedom to do what they want, you're going to see a lot of people satisfied. You're going to see a lot of productivity and feeling good about it. And you're going to see a lot of progressions in things like technology and research and development in the future. Steve, when you think about the great resignation, the talent tsunami, whatever, whatever, whatever uh, term you want to use to describe what's currently happening with workers, do you think that freedom is driving a lot of that? That people are saying, I'm sick of the confines. I want to just, I'm going to go be a solopreneur for a while, or I'm going to go just do something different. Is, is that what you think is driving it at the, at this present moment? Yeah. Years ago, you had mentioned a little bit about my background. I spent a year as an engineer for the Department of Defense, right? Large bureaucratic, structured, right? They want you there at 
8 a.m., you leave at 5 p.m., it's a job well done. A little bit more to that, but what your question makes me think of is I was part of this remote pilot program. I was a mechanical engineer slash project manager. We had a software engineer and a few other people on the team go remote for three months to test if it would work. It worked incredibly well. We had conference calls. We have access to emails. In project management, we're using Microsoft Project, different Excel tools. It was very easy and it gave flexibility. What happened at the end of the pilot, we wrote it up, we sent it to the higher levels and nothing changed. So I think whether freedom is pushing the great resignation or the great resignation is pushing freedom, we'll have to take a look back. But now is the time to take action because no one's completely comfortable, certainly not with what's happening in the pandemic, but also how their career fits into their life. And so uh, for, for better or for worse, folks have had to take action to kind of get themselves a little more comfortable and so it's helping push a, a larger nation, a larger social shift, as we mentioned. And of course, the technology has been there. It's always been there. 10 years ago, it was there. And so I think it's just a matter of action occurs upon action and things snowball. And I think when we look back, no matter what actually sparked it one way or the other, we're going to see that this huge shift was, was a cause of the American people making sure that they can be more comfortable with what the future looks like and giving them a reason to take action. It will be really interesting to to look back in a few years and see see how we can dissect it then, not being right in the swirl of all of it. I'm curious based on what you see with range and employers who are trying to come up with creative ways to invest in the growth of their people. Is there a freedom component to that as well? Are you, are you seeing that people want more freedom to learn maybe outside of the current scope of their role or learn new things to try to get to that next level? What trends are you seeing around, around the learning and development side of things? The first thing that comes to mind when we talk about freedom and uh, various levels of the organization is trust people want trust. And so when it comes to something like learning or professional development, when people leaders hand down that trust, they will be immensely, immensely pleased at what employees are doing to better themselves and help the company. We see all the time people want to progress in their current career, make things easier for them and their manager. We see people wanting to cross train and taking the opportunity to get certificates in software that they may not touch every day. But I think the greatest compliment that we get the great greatest piece of feedback that we get is when managers let us know that they're now understanding how their employees tick a little bit better right and so we mentioned like we're a software platform along with requests to make sure that your professional development resource aligns with company strategy you enter a justification a reason why as simple as two sentences as to why you want to learn spanish can really help your manager understand where you want to go in your career, the type of courses you're taking, the books that you're reading, the conferences you want to go to. And so I'm just, every day when we see requests coming through, it's 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 a pleasure just seeing when you hand down trust, how many people will, will step up to the challenge. And it's almost like a release of intellectual capacity that we see just lowering the barriers. At the end of the day, it's really hard for a people leader to design a complete program that hands everybody the functional skills they need. It's even hard for a manager, um, even for a small team to do that. 
So put it in the hands of the employees and make sure there's an approval chain and, the, and, and approval access and see where you go. And that's when we talk about tracking and measuring, not just a year from now, but two, three years down the road. We hope to be at the forefront of future of work because we're putting it in the employees' hands. Employee experience is, is too much of a guessing game unless you put it in the hands of the people. So love the approach and thanks for sharing those insights. You started to hit on this a little bit with, with the managers and their role in, in all of this. How do you think managers or leaders can best navigate in the future of work, in the current environment that we're, that we're operating in? Yeah, I'll say this kind of across the board as a former employee, former manager, um, an operator and owner of a business, right? Kind of throughout organizations, big and small. If you are managing people and Jess, you remember when um, servant leadership was like a big topic of conversation five, 10 years ago, every article, right? Um, Absolutely true. Absolutely where it needed to be. Looking back now, that's almost your only job for a few reasons. One, people are really impressive. They're getting great educations. The tools are at their fingertips. And two, technology is so amazing that just increasing someone's happiness, their productivity, and the tools they use can really accelerate what they do during the day. And so now I view managers almost only job is to purely make sure that employees have resources, trust and resources. Uh, Trust is a two-way street, of course. And so recruiting and the development process, once people come on board are tremendously important, but man, when you, when you recruit the right people, you get them up to speed, you allow them to be productive, you give them that trust, freedom, and the resources, it's just the most amazing thing. I mean, that's how Super Bowl teams are made, right? So all of that coming together is easy and it's more measurable than it ever has been. And so it's great. The The other piece I'll just mention is resources is always a combination of time and benefits, time to explore and grow, time with senior members of the team. You always see junior members light up when they're given some time from a mentor to understand the path that they could go on from someone more experienced. Um, it's not hard. It's just a matter of time and, and putting it in front of them. And then benefits nowadays, as we see, are going way beyond uh, what we saw as traditional, hard, tangible benefits. Flexibility, um, like Luna's helping with, right? Professional development stipends per year. How do you accelerate your growth? Freedom for time, freedom to learn. If you can provide and promote that to folks, you're going to be in a good shape. Um, and so I think it's almost 100 110% about just making sure people have uh, the tools they need. Yeah. And going back to that, that trust building, you know, when a manager just really listens and says, okay, what do you need to be well supported? That can go so far in getting out of great talents way to let them do their job, but also help them achieve their, their goals. You mentioned Super Bowl teams, but we should probably talk about your professional baseball team as well, because you, you know what it's like to perform in a high stakes environment as well. Yeah, um, I grew up playing sports. Um, I was fortunate enough to go to school and play baseball and be a captain of the team as a senior. I also was able to to play and get drafted after school, making it my first full-time job. And the interesting part about being on a teams is, you know, in athletics, the goal is a little more clear, right? You score more points than the other team you win 
uh, you outlast the other team, you win. Goals are always a little more clear and it's just about putting in the work to achieve them and make sure you have the right balance and team. In corporations, there's a little bit more challenge because corporations have to set goals and they're often ambiguous. The reason that I think the two pair together nicely and why it's so challenging is it's the same feeling when you get the team right. Whether the goals are 100% where they need to be or you're going to win the Super Bowl with ease, you feel when a team is hitting on all cylinders. There's a Japanese term, um, gemba, which means that things are just feeling smooth and easy, right? On a baseball team, it's just a pitcher and catcher connecting on the next pitch to strike out the batter. In the professional world, it's just hey, I'm handing over this customer onboarding to you and we'll get together and talk about it, but you're going to know exactly what to do. And things just feel smooth. It allows you to be your best self. And I think that's cool. There's a lot more similarities that I've thought of every day between being a professional athlete and being a professional operator. Um, at the end of the day, it's it's your trade and the way people make you feel when you do it is is the ultimate ultimate feeling. Thanks for sharing that. You know, one one thing that always that I the parallel I always draw around athletes is that there there are rest days. There are, are you have to kind of take days off to recharge and make sure you're not exhausting yourself to the point that you can't go and perform in the game. And I think as as in the corporate setting, we often forget to take those recharges when athletes it's programmed into your overall schedule. Like that is part of the the path and I always like to remind people who are approaching that burnout stage, like you've got to rest, like even the professional athletes take their days off. Yeah, um, that's an excellent point. You know, there's two kind of elements, the, the psychological, mental aspect and the um, physical aspect. So a, a pitcher can't throw every single day. The human body just doesn't let it happen. So muscles need to rest. Um, the interesting part that you bring up, and, and a lot of people don't see it for it, when you're a professional athlete, that is what you do. If you're playing baseball, you're only active from February until you win or lose in the playoffs, right? That's usually September or October. You have five months to not be on a baseball field. And that was actually encouraged towards the end of my career. After about seven months of traveling around the country and, and playing, you get a little sick of what you're doing, no matter how cool it is, no matter if it's the best game and you are the best player at it you have the best team, you get a little sick of it. But you know what? After five months, if that's what you're meant to do, all you want to do is go back for spring training. And so there's a mental aspect that's often overlooked. Um, muscles can repair, they can rest. There's a lot of science to it, but mentally you got to get away to, to make sure you appreciate it when you're there. So my, my final question for you today, Steve, is a company you admire for their fresh take. Let's hear it. Hey. Yeah, and there's so many out there. I'm going to shout out one today. Just a great company, Tilt at hellotilt.com. Um, it's Leave Reimagined. It's so critical to have clarity on how Leave works. It's it's kind of the theme of what we've been talking about. It's hard to disconnect, but outside of having just an amazing team with an amazing leader and vision, they do an outstanding job of helping companies give clarity to managers and employees around leave in everyday life. Tremendously important. It ties into the themes that we mentioned and I'm just rooting for them. And uh, uh, I think I think they're on the cusp of something huge. I've had the pleasure of connecting with, with uh, one of the leaders at Tilt as well. And 
completely agree. This is a fresh take. Leave can be considered something by HR. It's often something that's like very cumbersome, often maybe boring, somewhat neglected. And what Tilt has done is to use the word you just used, and I think we talked about it at the beginning, just reimagining what what leave can be and make it a great experience for people that need to take whatever kind of leave it might be, whether it's parental leave or medical leave, et cetera. Tilt, I think, is is really trying to zero in on, on making that better. And uh, I'm so glad you brought them up on today's show and really do love their fresh takes. So we'll, we'll make sure we shout them out when this episode goes live. Absolutely. So Steve, how can our listeners find you and the range team? Yeah, awesome. So we're at getrange.com and you can go onto our website, take a look at what we do. We target fast growth companies under a thousand individuals with great people leaders, um, but we've been able to help just about every company that we've come across with their professional development. We also allow providers to come onto our systems. So that's course providers, coaches, executive programs, conferences, and things like that. You can partner with us to get visibility to employees that work with companies that have that growth mentality and are able to sponsor some some of those events. So multiple ways to work together at getrange.com. And we'd love to talk to uh, groups about professional development in any capacity. Awesome, Steve. Well, thank you so much for being on the show here today. It's always so wonderful to connect with you. And I love hearing your stories of professional baseball. And is it Gemba? Is it Gemba, the Japanese word that I now need to know? That's it. And you you know it when you're in it. When the yeah. team is working well and flowing, it, the word kind of works as well, right? It's just, we're just in Gemba right now. Amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you so, so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Jess. And thanks to everybody else for listening in. And don't forget to stay fresh.